At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trana. Thanks for tuning in this week. We will be chatting with one of my all-time favorite people in sports, Paul Biznasty Bissonette. Started out as a Twitter star during his hockey playing career, and then now has turned into a media mogul with uh, the Coyotes radio broadcast and spitting chiclets on Barstool Sports and a bunch of endorsements. Uh, it, this is an interview where I, I talked a lot to uh, Biz about transitioning from hockey player to media person, how he's, his philosophies on it, how he did it, and he offers some actually really good advice for a- other athletes looking to get into media. So the main crux of the interview is um, how to transition, how to use Twitter to become a sports media star. But, of course, it's biz nasty, so there are plenty of biz nasty moments and stories and extreme humor throughout the interview. So everyone, hockey, if you whether you care about the NHL, don't care about the NHL, not into sports media or only want sports media, there's everything in this episode. I, I Trust me. Biz is all over the place. You'll love it. He's not all over the place. I'm all over the place with the questions, but we cover everything, and you will enjoy them on this episode. In the archives, check out uh, past SI Media podcasts. Last week, John O'Ran on a variety of sports media topics. Steve Carell, if you haven't listened to it, is in the archives. And uh, subscribe, listen, rate, review. It all helps. And now we get things rolling right now on this episode of the SI Media podcast with Paul Biz Nasty, Bissonette. All right, joining me now, someone I've known for a while, and now he's a media superstar, killing it over at Barstool with spit and chiclets, the man known as Biz Nasty 2.0, Paul Bissonette. What's up, Paul? 
Jimmy, I'm a little under the weather. You know, everybody uh, had their signature uh, moment throughout their career, like, you know, MJ's flu game. Well, this is mine right here. I'm, uh, I think I'm fighting a little something off, but I'm going to battle through this interview like a, you know, like like all the media superstars do, like you, like you introed me in. I'd never expect anything less from you. How, do we know how you got sick? Was it too much? I know, I know, we've got like you know mature biz nasty these days, but like, was it too much partying? Was it what, what got you sick here? Just the weather? Too much work? What what was it? But I know I'm going to sound like a baby. It's been freezing in Scottsdale lately. It's been it's. I think today it's like 47 or 48. So I hope you're bullshitting. You are bullshitting. I, I know right I'm gonna, I know that there's going to be a lot of people sympathizing for me listening to this. So <laughs> I didn't know you but were no, that soft. Been, I, oh, buddy, it's amazing. Ever since I moved to Arizona, if I go anywhere cold weather, I'm the biggest pussy in the world. Um, oh, I might get in trouble for that comment. Yeah, be I'm careful. The biggest, I'm, a, I'm the biggest softie in the world. Let me refrain from my statement. But uh, no, it's uh, but, but just been working hard, traveling a lot with uh, the media thing, dude. Uh, it's been quite the transition out of playing professional sports, but uh, you know, one one that I enjoy because you can you can be uh, competitive in this as well. All right. So I the reason I wanted to have does anyone ever call you Paul, or does every single person you know call you Biz? No, like like my mom calls me Paul. I right. mean, uh, well, I'm not your mom, so I'll stick to Biz. Like my my ex girlfriend would call me would call me Paul. She wouldn't call me Biz Nasty. She thought that was pretty douche. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we we established this a few times on your show in the past. Like, I understand that it's a douchey nickname. It was one that was given, but hey, I got to stick with it now. I can't just like all of a sudden like. Be, they tell people, no, call me Paul. They'll be like, dude, <laughs> shut up. You're biznassy. That's how, that's how it goes. I don't, listen, I would totally tell you if it was douchey. I don't think it is because your name is Bizonet, so the biz works in there. So, And I thought it was genius when you made it 2.0 after you had once quit Twitter, but that's all old news. But I wanted to, I wanted to have Biz on to talk about his transition from hockey player to media member, which I find fascinating on so many levels. Before we get to that, I'm going to ask you two quick hockey questions about stuff going on right now real quick. Um, the, I'm sure you saw the gif, everyone has seen it, of that puck flying at Pierre Maguire on Monday night. Yep. Ha, did you, have you ever gotten a puck to the face? Yeah, I've gotten pucks to the face. Not, not when I wasn't expecting it. Like when I was a defenseman um, playing junior you know, a few times when you're a defenseman, you're, you, you go stick on puck a lot, mm-hmm. you know, just like a smarter way of defending as opposed to just like running at the guy. So when you put the stick there and then the guy ends up shooting it, sometimes it'll ride up your stick and, and get you. I've, I've got hit in the chin a few times. Um, you know, I've gotten hit in the, in, in the, like underneath the eye. So yeah, it's happened to me that, that one, if that one would have gotten them, that would have been, that would have been messy. Yeah. I was wondering what the pain, you know, in a, one to ten scale where the pain is on a puck in the face. I can't imagine it's anything but a ten. Um, it depends how hard it is and if it, if it, if it gives you a conky. I mean, when I got hit in the skin, yeah, my jaw was sore for about a week and, you know, it rattles you a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like that bad. Right. Uh, but also, like I said, it depends on how bad it gets you. I mean, Steven Stamlos, uh, a guy from the Lightning who we had on the podcast recently, Spitting Tricklets, uh, you mentioned that podcast that we're on. But he got like a puck like directly to the nose in the Eastern Conference Finals. 
uh, in 2011, I believe. And like that one, like exploded his nose. He had to put like a full bubble on to finish the game. Wow. So some guys, some guys get it much worse than others. And, uh, and I, I've been fortunate where I haven't gotten it that bad. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, that, that was, that was scary last night, even though it didn't hit him. Um, and then the other one is what, what is your take? I, I know it happened over the weekend and I didn't, I didn't watch it till this morning. Cause I try to stay away from Twitter when I'm over the weekend, but, uh, I watched this morning Don Cherry going completely ballistic about the Hurricanes post-game celebrations. I'm sure you saw that rant. What? Uh, yeah. What would he have to say about that? Yeah. So, so you know, like today's day and age, like you, you can't be critical of anything like fun and and, and anything like. Would you not consider that celebration a little bit more left-wing, where it's like very happy and and you know. Whereas, like, you know, I, I would say Don Cherry's a little bit more conservative, which, which sounds a little bit contradictory because he wears extremely loud suits well, that's and he what, made a name for him. I, I mean, I'm watching the guy rant and rave about them being jerks, and here he is looking like, you know, an ice pop. It's a little hard to take. Yeah, like, like, like I guess let's start from the beginning. I personally would not do it, and I wouldn't be crazy about if my, like, if management was like, hey, would you guys do this? If I was... If I was one of the leaders in the locker room, I would have been like, "Yeah, we're not doing that." Like, come on, like let's. But hey, they're in a fan base where you know they're trying to generate more more fans and, and get more of a buzz because it's not a, a traditional market, even though they have won a Stanley Cup down there mm-hmm. in Carolina. But and 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 it's keeping the fans engaged and it's making them stay till the end of the game and also you know get involved in the celebration. I'm happy for them if they're happy. I don't care enough to, to complain about it because I really it really doesn't bother me. Right. I'm just saying I I wouldn't do it. One thing that did bother me was was they had a kid that they traded out of nowhere, a good player, Lindholm. He ended up going to Calgary, mm-hmm. and when he was back in town, they put him on the jumbotron, and the fans like like booed him. Some did anyway. Right. So like after the game, they were all leaving the ice, and, and like and like I think some they still got some booze. Yeah, he ended up having a good game. So he did the skull thing that they do after games. It's like the you know the chant, the skull chant. Right, right. And they're and they're, one of their TV guys like was like, oh, the disrespect. Like you know after everything the organization did for him, I, I, and, and, and to me, I just I, I stopped and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Right. I said, you're, you're out there playing fake home run derbies after game and getting Congo lines going. And then this kid who, who, who played for your organization, who, who owes nothing to you, who got traded um, in, in, in midsummer, who didn't ask to be traded, and now he gets fucking booed on the Jumbotron by a few fans, and now he wants to give it back a little bit, and you're going to fucking you're gonna cry about it? Give me a break. Yeah. Like, that, stop. Like, yeah. Hypocrites, that, hypocrites melt my skull. <laughs> and then that goes on to Don Cherry, right? Right. Whereas, like, Don Cherry hates all this new school stuff. He hates these kids wearing fun clothing, going to the rink, or or, or whatever he wants to bitch about because the world is changing. Right. Meanwhile, he was, you know, when when he started coming out and wearing these crazy suits and being outspoken at the time, like, he was he was that guy. Right. He was beyond his years and, and, and revolutionary. And, and I commend him for doing it. He's made tons of money. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a hockey icon. Right. But I, he's just like, he's senile in the sense where it's like, buddy, you're ripping on them for doing exactly what you've been doing your entire career right. in order to make a name for yourself. And I so, also think, 
I also think he was intentionally over the top in ripping them because he knew how to, he knew he'd get it. Listen, there is a way where if you don't like what the hurricanes are doing, I think you can say, you know, listen, like you just, you just said it, but you can say, listen, that's not my cup of tea. You know, if I, if I was on the team, I think I'd encourage people not to do it. He didn't say that he had to go over the top because then everyone's talking about it. Like we are. And that's how you get attention. That's, that's all, that's all it is on the major networks now is just like, like hot takes where people are so over the top, top ridiculous where no one, no one can just like analyze the situation for what it is anymore. It just has to be these crazy hot takes in order to get all these people commenting and, and, and saying how ridiculous the hot take was. Right. And, 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 and that's why Skip Bayless and all these donkeys are making 20 million. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's so stupid to me. And it's almost like, really, man, do you actually believe that? Do you actually believe what you're saying on television well, right don't. now? No, but they and don't. And and if you do, you, you should be fucking wearing a, a, a straight jacket. You should be in an insane asylum. But you could just see in the tone of their voice and the look in their face, they're just doing it to, to fucking get ruffle feathers. Right. Where, to me, like the integrity of sports media at the top is, is so far gone. Like another guy, too, who I used to like, who I can't stand anymore, is that Colin Coward. Guys, it's, it's like, he and, and the way he talks, he's like, he's spitting everywhere. And like, <laughs> oh, God. He just... I just understand it. Just analyze the situation for what it is. Have some intelligent thinking involved, and and let's roll. Well, but you you know the game is to get attention and to get people talking, and I, I I'm with you in that. What I don't like is when what I don't like is when I know that the person saying something ridiculous doesn't believe it, and they're just doing it to get a ride. If you want to say something ridiculous and you believe it, I'm all for it. You're um, you're, you're 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 a sellout at that point. Well, some people would probably. I'm playing. De- if I was playing devil's advocate, the other side would say they're in. This is entertainment. It's the entertainment business. I don't know where I sort of. I mean, it is, but I think you have to have some credibility. Yeah, no, that, that's. I mean, I, I guess that's fine. But like when I watch other sports, like like I would say Skip Bayless is is considered like a football basketball and maybe a little bit baseball hockey obviously ESPN doesn't really cover hockey like when I watch those shows like I want to be I want to be stimulated I want to hear about stuff that I don't know and I was like oh wow that's interesting and I know a a guy who gets ripped a little bit uh, um, just because he he calls the plays before they happen it's Tony Romo yeah but I like I I like listening to him because I don't know a lot about football and, and it's very intriguing to hear like the game within the game I mean, uh, Pat McAfee's another guy where he was a punter, and there's I fucking know nothing about punting, even less than I know about the overall football thing. And he'll say things that are, you know, very interesting and, and, and along along the lines of the game. When I'm following him on Twitter, when there's like a, a, a national broadcast of game, so I don't know. I just I like to be informed a little bit rather than just these idiots talking about LeBron James and hot takes twenty four seven. But well, that's just me. My advice to you would be to not watch. I I, I get see. I, I, oh, I don't. I don't watch. Yeah, yeah. I get more frustrated with the people who watch than the people who are doing the the acting because that's if you don't watch, they'd be off the air. It's that simple. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I rarely turn yeah, on yeah. a television. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I feel like I'm not down that, but the, but the times I'm at the barber or something and it's yeah, on, yeah. I just like, oh god, I want to puke. <laughs> I, I'm. I feel like I'm getting spit in chiclets biz and not Phoenix Coyotes biz. So this is good for me. Are oh there, yeah, there, no, I I'm. I'm I'll, I'll say what I think. Are there two different businesses right now? 
Yeah, it's you know what that's that's been a difficult part. I, I love the Coyotes' job because I like being associated with with an NHL team I was with. Uh, we get to do some fun stuff. I do uh, in-game radio. I do pre and post-game television and and other content with the Coyotes. The difficult part for me is you know I wasn't really born with a filter. Right. And when you're doing the the the, the, the corporate biz. It's hard because right. it's, it's now all of a sudden everything I'm going to say is going through a filter, yeah. which is really not me. So sometimes like I can't articulate the way I want to articulate. Right. Like I, I like to throw the odd F bomb in there. I like to, so, um, but when I get to go on spit and chicklets, it's, it's uh, a yeah. lot more fun for me because that's me to, to a T. I hope, I hope you don't mind me revealing this, but I've, I've gotten, I've gotten a handful of texts from biz over the years saying like, is it okay if I tweet this? So, you are at least you're conscientious of it. You're not. You do. You do have a filter, and you're not just going all out there saying crazy. You know what? Stuff. I um yeah, and and I used to be pretty active on Twitter, and that was kind of my outlet to to you know give release. my opinion on things because I'm I've been outspoken since I since forever. Right. Uh, since I've started the podcast, I I rarely tweet anymore. I just. Well, I wanted and, to... and, 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 to, and to be quite frank, it's a bit of a cesspool now. Anywhere online is just the comments, like right. well, like some even some of the comments we get. We get fans bitching about to talk about certain things on, on the podcast when we when we when we talked about it for ten minutes the episode before that. Right. Like they just well, that's like the, just people. You can't you can't pay attention to to that stuff. But I'm glad you brought this up because this was one of uh, this is one of the things I wanted to ask you, which I find interesting is. Would you say, okay, so when you were playing, um, you were what, you were an enforcer, you were on the bench a lot. Was it, That's fair, right? I'm not, not denigrating. Yeah, yeah, buddy, you're not taking right, shots. Right. I mean, I'm, but, I'm aware of what I was. Right, but you became this enormous fan favorite because of Twitter. And you used it masterfully early on, grew this huge following. One of, you were always on every list of the must-follows. So, in a way, I feel like you have these jobs now because of Twitter, but now you hate Twitter and you don't tweet. It's this whole, like, I feel like it's this whole perverse circle in a way. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just, uh, well, first of all, I, I, don't, I don't mind it. It's just like it's so hard, uh, like, filtering through the bullshit. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of time, like I said, it's, it, it's people, like, you, you said don't pay attention to it. Well... You know, I like engaging with people, and I think everyone like if, if I meet a fan out in public, like I'll I'll sit and chat with them. Oh yeah. As long as it's it, as long as what they're saying is is enough for me to you know to want to engage in conversation. Right. Like a lot of time on Twitter, it's a lot of people just like taking shots at you or like telling you you're a fuck up or you suck or this or that. So it kind of ruins it for the rest of the people. Um, yeah, I guess I guess to say I hate it would be would be harsh. Right. I just I just kind of don't do it as much because my energy can spent in other areas in order to you know put more money in my pocket and 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 i can actually my my opinion can be heard not on twitter but more so my own voice right that way that way somebody can't twist it and say oh this is what you're saying and it's just like well no your reading comprehension sucks but if you want to spin it and, and create an argument sure let's rock and roll right so did you ha did you have a point whether it was during your career or after your career where you, where sort of the light bulb went off and you realized I'm going to be able to turn this into a post, um, post playing career because it really, 
you retired and then it instantly took off you. You got the job with the Coyotes doing the radio, got the job at Barstool with uh, Spit and Chicklets. You have, if you follow Paul on um, Instagram, he has about, I don't know, 87 well, endorsement Eric, deals. Why don't, I t- why don't I tell you how it went? So I retired from hockey um, after my fi- final season there. My final season, I tore both my ACLs in the same year. I tore my left one. I tried to like prehab it in order to come back to just finish that season. Um, my first game back after prehabbing it for about two months, uh, and this was right before playoffs, I tore my other one first game back. So that was it. I knew I, I knew as soon as I did it, I, I went back to the bench and I told the trainer, I said, hey, I just think I tore my other ACL. He goes, you got to be fucking kidding me. So that was it. I've, I've got, I got surgery on the left, but that, uh, so after the season I got surgery and then going into that summer, I did a film project called Biz Nasty Does BC. I'd never done anything like that in my life, but I figured, Hey, I'm jumping into media. Like, let's start learning about all of it. Cause I just didn't want to be stuck to just doing radio with the coyotes. Right. Okay, right. I wanted to diversify. So I did that film project and, and, and it was crazy. Like there were so many things that like went wrong, but somehow it all ended up tying together and we were able to release it. I didn't make, I made barely a, a, a cent off of it and it was, it took about four months of my life. But now all of a sudden all these companies and other people knew I could do content. And, and nowadays everyone's glued to their phone and, and content is, is fairly lucrative now. Right. And, and that's just the way, the way it's going. And I knew that. So I dove into that, and then I I I, um, I started the Coyotes gig. We were finally able to find a home for the project, which was Barstool. I ended up releasing at the end of my first year in media. Well, that's when I told the Coyotes, "Hey, yes," because the year went well. I did content with the Coyotes as well. They were doing well off the monetization of that, and they realized I just wasn't a one-trick pony. So I was doing radio, television, content. So they said, "Hey, we want to resign you for three years." So I did, but I said, hey, I don't want to be locked down to just you guys. I want to be able to do the podcast, which I'm going to hop on with, uh, starting after the season. And they said, sure, fine. So then the uh, Barstool bought that doc. We released it. I announced that I was coming on the podcast full time. At the time, I think they were averaging uh, 50,000 listeners to the podcast. So after the the, the the Barstool uh, mini series that I did was launched. I put my fucking head down and I said, let's go, let's work. Let's, let's start pumping out some awesome hockey content, some great interviews behind the scenes stuff for hockey fans. And let's take this thing to the next level. Well, now it's, it's turned into, you know, a, a crazy, crazy following. I'd say we're, we're averaging over 600,000 listeners an episode wow. and, and it's growing. Yeah, and it's and it's still growing. That, and that was like that was like a month and a half ago, and now we're releasing all these all stars. We just got over all star break. So, and and you know, and then of course we're doing video content with that. So it, you know, it, it's been hard, and, and it's been a grind, and, and my personal life has suffered a little bit. Right. And but hey, but I'm competitive, as I mentioned when I came on, and and I'm hoping by the time 2019 is is, is all said and done. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm making just as much as if, if not more than I was when I was playing in the National Hockey League. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I just, I, I love it. And, and my, I think my life's goal was to try to entertain people. Right. And, and sometimes you need to take risks and you got to put yourself out there in order to do so. And, and I've done that and, and, you know, let it just be a lesson to anyone listening. Like, I didn't know anything about film before I did that project, but I just dove right in. Right. And now I know exactly what I need to do in order to go film a content piece. I have a crew in place and, 
And, you know, the NHL uh, reached out. So I did a mini series with them this season called NHL First Timer. And then progressively, uh, doors have been open, opening more and more. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a great it's a great story because I'm going to. I'm going to kiss your ass here a little bit and sort of toot my own horn a little bit because I've always, I always say this, I say this on this podcast. I say it in my column because I cover media a lot. I do a lot of media stuff and it's fascinating to me that all of these networks, ESPN, ABC, CBS, Fox, all of them, they, they get so hot and bothered to hire the ex player who has a big name. Uh, You've seen it the last two years where there's all these rumors about Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. And to me, it's such a huge mistake because huge name does not mean good personality, entertaining, and engaging. So you have a player like yourself where you probably know how many career goals you had right off the top of your head. You know, it's fair to say you weren't Wayne Gretzky. And here you are dominating the media world. And it's amazing that networks don't understand it's about entertainer and personality first. And the name is really irrelevant. Even oh. a guy like you mentioned McAfee, he's a punter. He's not. Um, you know, Tom Brady, he's a punter and he's made a little thing for himself. So hopefully the networks see the situation that you have here and they realize it's, it's about the person, not the name. Yeah. I mean, I can chime in on, on most things hockey related. It's a, I guess it's a little bit more difficult to take my opinion seriously. If they, if they were to have me on, uh, have me on like a NHL broadcast panel, because, you know, I didn't play power play and, and, you know, I wasn't a guy who, who was, a, you know, a first liner and, 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 or a Hall of Famer or a, a that you know, doesn't all-star. Mean, but that doesn't mean you don't so, know the game. You can still talk I'm about just, the teams and right. what they need to do. Jimmy, let me, let me finish my thought. I, I, what Ooh, I'm, what you I'm get saying the, is... You're, it, like the po- you're it, getting, it, like, snippy as a podcast host telling me to let you finish now. That's the biz host. Well, no, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is it, it, it's just difficult to take my opinion uh extremely seriously because it doesn't carry as much weight as it would with somebody who was actually in those situations in significant games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, so I understand where the credibility gets lost a little bit with a fourth line winger. And once again, I don't think the, the, the NBC broadcast is necessarily me because I'm not, I'm not the most polished guy, but the problem is, is, is hockey doesn't really have that because there, there hasn't been, decent enough money being thrown at these retired guys in order to do it like but, like why would a guy who made a hundred million dollars in his career go work for nbc and and grinding it out all season for and to start out at two three hundred thousand where nfl like 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 what, what do you think strahan and all those guys are making i bet you easily million a pop oh he's making way easily. more than a million michael strahan well i know i know he's making more than a million with with the, the other shows and stuff i'm talking about nfl specifically he's probably he's making over a million trust me on the fox nfl pregame it's the top rated pregame sure. show it's been around the longest he's got you know a million sure. jobs he's he's making over a million but my point i just want to say one thing quick cuz you said you're not polished and i actually think that's a good thing. Like the thing with Romo is people like Romo because he's not polished. Romo doesn't come in there and talk down to you and doesn't have the, you know, let me tell you now and educate you about football because you're just a dumb fan sitting at home. He comes in there like he's the every guy. So he's not polished and it works. There's guys who are polished yeah. and you want to put your fist through the television when they speak. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. He also adds the element of, of credibility where this was a guy who I would say, I would say Romo was, as far as athletic ability, was on the low end scale for the NFL. He was he was just such an intelligent football mind. 
right. that he was able to, to, to have a, a very good NFL career. Which, But, of course, because he was so smart mentally about the game, he, he turned it into an awesome broadcasting career. Like right. he's, he's probably the best now, if not one of the best, right. regardless of how people feel about him. And same goes for Gruden. Like, I really like Gruden because he knew so much about the game, and, but he was also able to articulate, and he was goofy and, and fun, and he was a personality. Right. Once again, a lot of people hate him because he'd be the type of guy to be calling out the plays beforehand, but these guys are legit. I like them both. Yeah. I'm not a Gruden guy, but you are right. I don't, I don't dislike him for those reasons. I didn't dislike him in the booth for those reasons. You are right. He knew the X's and O's, and he was... Uh, a little goofy. He just he never ever would criticize anyone, so that's where he got on my nerves. But I want to ask you about um, balancing Barstool and the Coyotes. Hang on one sec. I just want to let the readers know that yeah, this episode is sponsored by Lightstream. Are you sick and tired of paying high interest rates on your credit cards? Want to consolidate multiple credit card payments down to one payment at a lower rate? Of course you do. Then Lightstream is a no-brainer. With Lightstream, you can refinance your credit card balances with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Get a rate as low as 6.14 APR with auto pay. The rate is the rate, excuse me, is fixed. It will never go up and there are zero fees. Apply online in minutes. It's so easy to use. You don't even need to leave your house and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Want to save even more? My listeners get an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get that discount is to go to lightstream.com slash SI Media. Lightstream.com slash SI Media. L I G H T S T R E A M dot com slash SI Media. When you go to Lightstream, I've been on the website. Can't be easier to use. Very slick, very easy to navigate, and everything done quickly. Getting your money, signing up. It's a very quick, easy experience. And that's a lightstream.com slash SI Media. And uh, the offer is subject to credit approval. Rate includes a 0.50 auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply. And offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash SI Media for more information. And now let's get back to Paul Biznasty Bissonette. Let me ask you. So Barstool, did the Coyotes have any reservations about letting you work for Barstool? Could they have stopped it even if they wanted to? Or you really could have done what you wanted? Well, you know, like I said, I, I love the Coyotes and I love how they've given me the leash in order to do it. I think that that I think that I'm I'm smart enough about not crossing the line. Like I'll never say anything racist or sexist. Uh, although although I did say uh, I'm a, I'm a pussy now at the start of the episode. That's all right. And, and, and I, it's I, all right. That's all right. We'll let that you, you just never know. You never know. You might have that one crazy fan who'll come at me. Oh, I got a funny story. Biz, for you, you could say it's a nice day outside and someone's going to come after you. So yeah, it's true. Yeah, what's your um, funny story? But, uh, it's 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 been good, and I, I've I've balanced it well. And but the the podcast became so lucrative that that like everything's coming second fiddle to that now. Right. So you know, but but I but I love doing both. So I hope it would never come to an ultimatum. Tell me what you well besides getting tweets from people. Tell me something. What do you like the least about podcasting? I'm just curious as an athlete if there's something coming not in the media um, world if there's something you the, hate the one the one thing i don't like is is having to do it on over the the zoom with all the guys i, I love it a lot more when we're doing it in person we just right. don't have that luxury right now right same with go, same goes with interviewing the guys just way more better flow absolutely absolutely now what about that's like the only have you had any have you had any players on 
who you don't like and you sort of faked it for the episode? No, I don't. There's, I, there's nothing personal. And everyone's got different personalities. Right. The, the one thing that's annoying is when a guy's like, hey, like, when are you going to have me on? And you've <laughs> had a couple guys on and like they didn't like they didn't really open up right they, right. they were like oh i was like hey so tell us about that time like this and this like teed them up is the term we use yep and they're like oh yeah that was crazy it's like okay like how is it crazy <laughs> like like elaborate here you're on a podcast like this isn't like me and you having a conversation here this is for people listening so that was a little frustrating i think i think people should know by now for the chip podcast is like if you're not going to come on and, and, and bring the noise, right. Don't and I don't care whether that's you talking about your agenda or something, but be passionate about it and be right. articulate. And who's, don't come on and, and, and give one word answers to shit. If, listen, I'm sure that, like, I mean, Spitting Chicklets is a top three, top five sports podcast every single week. But in case there's someone out there who's listening to this who hasn't heard it or they're just listening to you for the first time, they want to check it out and you, and you, could recommend one episode they check out with one guest, one interview. Who should they listen to? Which one? Which episode? Oh, man, that's a good question. Jeremy Roenick was a really good episode. He tells this crazy prank story that he, he uh, pulled off with some of his San Jose teammates. Right. So I suggest you go to the Roenick one. Uh, anything with Teddy Purcell was was good. The Stephen Stamkos one we just released was great. Scotty Upshaw was awesome. So right. those are just some I, I threw at you guys. So if, if you want to check it out, um, we, we, we talk about, you know, current events in hockey. We talk about, uh, you know, just current, current events in our lives, situations we're in. You know, I told a story on the last one about this girl that I've been hooking up with in Toronto who, uh, <laughs> you know, her, her, her Instagram had, had started getting more and more progressively scandalous. Uh-oh. And, uh, yeah, no, and, and I don't give a shit. She's a, she's an awesome time. Like I call her every time I go to Toronto, and you know, I, you you guys can figure out the rest. Yeah, yeah. And last time I was there, we uh, we were talking about it, and she, I'm like, "What are you doing these days?" And, and she she's now like sending guys videos, and she monetizes her social media to where she has about like 500 to a thousand people at a time on her payroll, where she'll just send them videos. So she stays home, and. We, you know, got it. we got it. We got it. Yeah, we got it. We got it. I know how it works. Yeah, she, I don't. Yeah, want I won't go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she puts in like yeah, she gets different camera angles going. She gets the toys <laughs> involved, and it's and, and she sent me a few of them. I'm like, damn, and, and and guys will spend money to have them personalized to them, and and she she made like around four hundred thousand dollars last year. I like how and we, I was amazed. <laughs> I like how we got that story from me telling you to asking you what episode to recommend to people you have to tell the ep- what episode is that in that people can hear the full uh unedited that, that version of that episode, <laughs> that was in episode 151 i, I, I jimmy i don't really go into detail oh okay uh on on that podcast either because i know there's kids listening and i just say i said right. the same thing i said i don't need to go into that much detail right you know i'll say i'll say the term like jam in a box if, if, if that's okay for your podcast i will i'll let it but, slide uh, I just think it's fascinating how, how, how many different ways there are to make money to, in this day and age. Are you uh, we had a foot fetish girl on who, okay. uh, who's a realtor on the side, but she, she has a, a, a page on Instagram. And in order to follow the page, you know, you got to send her money. Oh, my God. So it's a subscription base. So that's what this other girl's doing as well. 
So uh, I want to come back as a beautiful woman in my next <laughs> life and just sit at home and jam my box and make half a CD. So you were, do- you were doing fine right till there. Right? That's th- it was right there, I think, maybe where it went too far. You were doing fine right up until that point. <laughs> no, so wait. Now, and now I got to like come back with a serious question. No, who's um? I get this question all the time, and I hate it, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Who's the dream guest on Spit and Chicklets for you? Who have you not had on? No, if you could have any person in the world on, who would you want on? Well, it's see, it, it, it's hard because you never know how they're going to be on the podcast. We've had we've had guys where we didn't know how it was going to be, and they ended up being one of our best. I, guests. Yeah, we get that. Uh, Just who's the dream guest? It's an easy question. I don't need to. Well, well, well. That's I was I was leading into that with <laughs> that. It, it would be would be Brett Hall for the simple fact is we've had a lot of people on that have told the Brett Hall stories. Okay, and and there are a lot. And that's why I want to get him on. And, and if, he, if he can elaborate on a lot of these stories that we've already heard and confirm them and also add some more of the mix and be candid and, and joke around about it, then I, I have no doubt that he would be probably one of the most listened to, if not the most. Gotcha. Because he was, I mean, he was, he's a Hall of Famer. He's like, he's like you know, top yeah. six in, in goal scoring of all time. But he was, you know, he, he was funny off the ice. Now, like a story is like one of his coaches made him serve a bench minor penalty, and uh, and and he came he came out of the penalty box. He was like shocked that his coach would make him do that because right. he's a Hall of Famer right. and an All Star. So he came out of the penalty box, and one of his teammates was about to send him on a breakaway, and he had his stick his stick turned around, and he. And he kind of like lightly skated over all the way to the bench, and the, the whole bench was like, "Brad, Brad, like heads up, he, like like break, like." And and he he didn't give a he didn't give a shit. He <laughs> skated right to the bench, and the coach came up. He said, "What are you doing?" And he looked at him and he said, "He goes, I don't serve bench miners." <laughs> and then turned back the other way towards the ice, and and that's just a, you know that he just had a very very cocky, confident personality, which led to a lot of amazing stories. Maybe for not the guys there or coaches at the time, but you know, just iconic old school shit that you probably won't ever hear right. or see again. Right. Exactly. Um, do are you getting? I mean, we talked about on this podcast how it's your personality that's sort of carrying you through all these things, and that's why you get hired and people like you and they're drawn to you. But are you getting other players at all? coming to you for advice on how to build this media career after they're done playing or is no one really hitting you up for that advice? Uh, you know, a couple guys that have talked about it and, and I, I always say the same thing. I'm, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan mm-hmm. and, and I would say that we're, we're very similar personality in regards to like, we're just regular dudes. Like I'll, I'll sit down and have a beer with anyone, you know, as long as it's great conversation and, and, you know, I'll interact with fans or whoever. Uh, just put you put your head down and work like do it like that film project I did it wasn't anything special it wasn't earth shattering and and some people might have been like eh, I was like kind of amateur well it was but I learned a lot about doing it and by the time you're done chirping that one and making fun of it I'm already on to the next thing right and I and I'm putting myself out there and I mean look at look at what he's built for himself by doing that I just saw an interview with him yesterday where he was at a poker table like right when fear factor had started mm-hmm. and you know, he was just joking around. He's like, dude, I, he goes, I thought this thing was going to be canceled in, in, a, in a week. Right. And you know, now I'm making a shit ton of money because of it. And I'm just enjoying the moment. You just put yourself out there. You know, 
I'm just a regular dude, and 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 and, and I. And I, and I appreciate him and, and what he's done for probably a lot of people by saying that. And anyone listening, I mean, some people don't need to hear it, but some people do. It's just like, just put yourself out there. Go do it. Right. Put your head down and work. Well, I like, mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Jimmy, how many friends do you have sitting at your table? Like, how many people do you truly interact and care about? Maybe 10? Well, that's the thing. I will say this. I'm older than you as you get. I mean, I saw, because it was weird. I've known you all these years, but I was doing research to interview you. You're going to be 34 in March. That's all you are still is 34. You're so young still, it seems like. But the the older you get, the less friends you will have. Because you weed out the bullshit and you weed out, you know, you, you, you the older you get, the more you cling to, like, the really good core group of friends you have. So, yeah. yeah. Well, well, another thing too, Jimmy is, is I don't, you know, you, you obviously work hard in your media field is, you know, you, you have, I, I put a lot of my time and energy into work. Right. And I mentioned that earlier in the episode and my personal life has suffered a bit, yep. but it's, it's suffered in regards to not being able to keep, you know, maybe some friendships that were hanging on by a few threads where, you know, they just don't provide any substance for me anymore or maybe even vice versa. So now I just kind of weed out the shit and, and hang out with the people that I that I truly right. really enjoy their time. Yeah, like um, I, I just had Scotty Upshaw in town here this past weekend, and he's a teammate that I I really really respected, a guy who lives life to the fullest, and really I appreciate every second I'm with him, and I and I learn a lot because he he does a lot of fun things that that I've never done. Would would you ever? I'm not ignoring that, but I want to get. This, would you ever move oh, no move to New York? Like part like when the NHL season's over and you're done with the Coyotes, Barstool's in New York. Would you ever live here and so you could do the pod in person or, um, not in the car? Jimmy, I was just complaining about 50 degree weather and oh, you think I'm going to move to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. I don't know where it's going to take me. I have two years left after this year with the Coyotes. Right. Um. One of one of my thoughts was was potentially maybe moving to Los Angeles and opening up like a West Coast bar stool. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that would have to, that would take a lot of preparation, time, and, and planning in order to do so. But I, I just feel you have a lot of access to a lot of people on the West Coast, much like you would in New York. You just don't have to grind it out through the winters. Right. Um, and. And there are quite a few retired hockey players out there that have great personalities who I'd like to start it with. The only problem is, is like, once again, Whitney, Ryan Whitney, who's hilarious. And he does, he's my co-host on the podcast. Mm -hmm. He's in, he's in Boston, but we would just continue to do it over, over online and record that way. I just was thinking more of like turning it into like a, a XM radio station where it's, it's going on longer hours throughout the entire day. So you are you constantly thinking about the future in media? Like, if the Coyotes said, "Okay, you've been great on TV, on radio. We want you to do TV analysis." Or, uh, I mean, is there what's the ultimate goal here? Just do as many jobs, make as much money. Is there anything you're not doing that you want to do? What what's you think about the future? I know it sounds uh, some some people don't like like when you talk about money. I just like my goal is to make as much as possible in the next roughly ten years. Nothing and then after that. that, really, really slow it down. Like I didn't make significant money when I played enough to just stop playing. Right. I just, I just really, it, it, it is a grind on this side. I just want to make enough to where I could just ride off into the sunset and really start enjoying my my personal life and my life in general. So um, TV is the way to go. Then TV is the way to go because that's where the money is. You can't even compare the money in TV to radio. So work on. Uh, that. 
No, no, I, I agree, but but I'll say this though: I think podcasting is far more lucrative than television, is based on the amount of uh, based on the amount of work and and stress. I would say. Um, I mean, listen, you're in a good spot because you're with Barstool, who's dominating digitally like no one else. Your podcast is doing well. I'm still not sure though. If you got a, if you had like a full time TV gig, well, I don't know. It depends. I mean, with the Coyotes, maybe not. If you did something with NBC, I bet you'd make. If you did something with like the NBC Sports Network, full time, you'd make a very good chunk of change, I think. Yeah. So, so here's another thing too: is is the reason I love Barstool, and and I know that some people listening may not. People have varying opinions about it. Um, they uh, since I've joined the podcast, and even before, I'd imagine is. I haven't gotten one phone call about something I've said or, or something I've wanted to create or, or anything. They are 100% in support of, of the personality that you are and how you want to run your ship. Right. And if you're able to have success doing it the way you want to do it and that continues to grow or, or if you're you know, making both sides money and, and earning your salary, then, then they're full go with it. And that's why I love it. Would I ever shut down a, a, a job with, with MD? or a company like that i probably not no no i'm not saying i would also talk you could do both you could easily do both that's the that's the beauty of podcasting you could do it with something else well but jimmy but but i'm saying is is like you don't you don't necessarily know that like you may like there might be a a company like sportsnet or rogers or i think rogers is Sportsnet, but nbc where they're like hey we're down with with you we want to hire you but you know, you, you, you can't be saying those types of things on the podcast. You don't know. I've never had that conversation. Right. And a lot of people do, do come up to me and say, man, like, like don't the coyotes say, like, say anything about what you said on the podcast? And I'm like, honestly, no. But I think that they're well aware that now it's been so lucrative that like, I'm going to leave my job for if, if I'm making four or five times as much just doing a podcast. Right. Now I'll take that extra time and energy I have and I'll put it towards something else. The coyotes and would another be... Thing, the Keters would be insane to censor you because one, they they knew what they were getting with you when they hired you, and two, the Keters sort of need you and your personality. What, what what you're doing with Barstool has made you so much bigger. The Coyotes benefit from that. I mean, yeah, you can't go on spitting chicklets and maybe bash Gary Bettman for an hour. Maybe that'll get you in trouble, or say the Coyotes suck. But other than that, you you they're really not going to complain about anything you say. Well, I I think that what gets lost in that is the fact that. You know, I, I completely understand if one day they were to call me and say, hey, like, we can't have you associated to us because of something you said there. Right. Where I'm going to say, I completely understand that because ultimately they have to worry about their product and what's best for the, their brand. Right. I'm in a situation where, where, where I, I'm, I'd imagine that everyone wants to be is when you're, when you're uh, like financially stable and you're and you're you're not succumbing to the corporate dollar because you have you need that job more than life itself. It's it, it's a nice feeling, and yeah. I'm I would just be like, hey, I completely understand that. You guys need to do what's best for you. I'm gonna go where the money is and where I get to be myself and talk about things that I want to talk about. And that, so and that, there's there's always gonna be a pushback when you have a strong personality like myself and and, and they're associated to a corporate band, brand right. because they have to worry about corporate dollars and keeping everyone happy. Right. And nowadays that's extremely difficult based on the uproar online about really everything. Right. No, no. I mean, listen, everything you said is completely accurate and you've I mean you've nailed it. But uh, again, you 
what I think helps is that you're doing what you want and you're able to do what you want. There is, you can't, I, I, I can't stress enough how important it is. I mean, listen, obviously I have a lot more rules and restrictions here at SI than you would um, at Barstool, but given the, you know, working for SI, for the most part, they let me do what I want and they leave yeah. me alone and you cannot put a price on how important that is. No, it, it, exactly. It, it, it makes you happy. The fact that you don't have to hear from them every day. And to, to, right. Like if you, if, if you send them something, they're kind of like, Hey, take this, 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 and that out where right. you're like, man, those were like the three things that I liked the most about that episode. Right. And then, you know, over time, you're just going to become something that you were, you were told to be and something that you were molded into. Right. And now you're not yourself. And I'm anymore. not, com- and I'm not comparing now, myself to you. Like you're funny. You have stories. You have way, the way you tell a story. Like I'm, I'm way more boring. I'm not funny, but I, but I can push the envelope on SI just talking about sports and media. And it's, it's a nice yeah. thing to be able to do that. Um, Jimmy, there, there's a huge market right now for, for, you know, offside conversation and, and things that people want to hear about. Uh, a lot of people are sick and tired of try, uh, being told what should be funny and what shouldn't be funny. Right. So, so if if anything, you know, Barstool is going to keep growing and keep hiring, and no doubt, you know, regardless regardless of how you feel about them, that's just the way it's going. Yep. Um, you've given me a long a, a, a lot of time here. I appreciate it. You sound much better than you did at the beginning, by the way. Um, I'm going to throw. Yeah, I got, I got walking around. Two quick ones for you, and then I'll let you go because let's do some fun stuff quick. I noticed you do these bachelor reports for the coyotes. Yeah. I now, I don't know if this is good or bad. I'm not saying this is a brag, but I'm just being honest as I ask you, I've never seen the bachelor, never watched it. What is, but I know about this season because the guy used to be an NFL player. What is your take on this season of the bachelor? Uh, first of all, it, it's not that fun to watch and, and you're not really <laughs> missing out on anything. It's real. it's painful to be honest. Uh, it, it makes for good television. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, you know, this season's okay. The, the, I, I don't mind the guy. You can tell he's just such a nice guy. Uh, he's, I, I don't think he's the smartest guy. He, he seems to not be able to make decisions on his own. Because every time a girl comes in and, like, shit talks another girl, it, like, throws his whole world off. Where it's like, man, just have a conversation with him yourself and, and make decisions for, you know, yourself. Right not that hard to, to, to get a read on someone after having a conversation with them for 30 minutes and whether you gel with them. So that, that irritates me a little bit, but, uh, but nonetheless, it's, it's fun to talk to with the boys about it. I think, I think the humor comes in the fact that grown men playing professional hockey are, are talking about the bachelor right. on online. So right. that's, I, uh, and, and, and how actually much they are into it. Speaking of another thing that, uh, is going on the Oscars of this weekend. I'm just curious if you, if what was the best movie you saw this year? It doesn't have to be one that's even nominated, but there's all this controversy about Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know if you saw it. Um, the Lady Gaga movie, Star is Born. Everyone loves that. Is has Biz Nasty seen a great movie this year? No, I haven't. I don't think I've seen any of the contenders. That A Star Was Born, I heard it was pretty good. And I, I, I'm a big Bradley Cooper fan. I'm a big Lady Gaga fan. Uh, I thought that the, the post-release of the movie, when, when they've been getting involved in singing songs live together, I think that the dramatics of that have gotten a little weird that I've seen online, where I'm <laughs> like, whoa, this is like a little little bit uncomfortable. Well, there's that, um, yeah, there's that one clip, too, where Lady Gaga has used the same exact expression in every single interview she's done about um, 
like if you're in a room with 100 people and 99 love you and one doesn't, you just focus on the one that doesn't. And then it came out that she stole that quote from Madonna, so there's a whole big whole big thing about that. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 would, I would probably describe that as, as, as myself. We just talked about uh, how, you know, avoid the, the negativity online. I just gravitate towards it because I, I more want to get an understanding if that person understands where I'm coming from. Right. And, and I, I'm, I, you know, I, I, as much as I, I hate to admit it, is I care about public opinion. Like if somebody were to tweet me something negative about this interview, I'd, I'd just be like, hey, you know, maybe we should have a deeper conversation about it for you to get my understanding. I think you'll be fine. And please don't read your mentions. God, what, what do I have to do to make you understand this? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's easy to, easier said than done, Jimmy. If, if it's who I am, it's who I am. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't do as much as I did. But yeah. as far as the office is concerned, I just kind of follow along on, on Twitter a little bit when, when that goes on. I don't have the time to sit there and watch it. All right. Um, I appreciate the time. It sucks that you can't really tweet the way you used to. You, like I said the other day, when you were, you were pitching American Express, and I said I never, in my, I never would have thought that the guy who used to tweet about Panty Soup would be sponsoring American Express. What a journey. I know, buddy. And, and another thing, too, is like I don't really want to be online all day either because yeah, well, I, can't, I can't monetize tweets. unless of course they're one american express one (laughs) right i should i should have asked you when we were talking about the media stuff going back to it is weird but i'm just curious what give me like your what's your prep work for doing an episode of the pod how much time do you spend prepping and what do you just look stuff up online or do you not prep at all because you know the guys no so what i do is is i stay on top of it until the next episode. So the minute one finishes, mm-hmm. every time something pops up in my timeline or I see it on like NHL network about, about a situation, I jot it down in my memo pad. Right. And then I'll do a little bit of digging into it. A lot of times it's, it's going to be my firsthand experience into that situation. Uh, whether I've dealt with it in the American hockey league or the national hockey league level, or it's something that somebody I know has dealt with. The, the one, the, I think the reason why I've been successful in being able to articulate things on the podcast and in my media career is because when I played, I didn't play. Right. So I was sitting there watching everything happen all the time. Interesting. And a lot of times when something would happen after games, I would go up to a guy and say, hey, like, like why did you do that? Or, or what happened there? I'm trying to understand through their lens. Right. That's and, interesting. and I think it helped me out a lot. Like, like a lot of guys, like they, they go on their shift, they come off, they don't give a fuck about anything else that's going on. They can't. Right. They, they're playing 20 minutes a game. They have a wife and kids at home. They, you know, I was just, I just absorbed. Do you watch, and I, and, you know, I'd, do you watch games every night? Well, you know, I, I, a lot of the time I'm watching them because I'm, I'm working with the Coyotes. Right. Um, that's right. That was stupid. Right. If there's a game on a national broadcast, yeah, I, I'm not watching it all the time. I just follow along on Twitter a lot and check score sheets, and it's just like because like I, I'm you know I, I do other things like you know I invest in the marijuana industry. I, I I'm busy doing other stuff as well. Yeah. The, the, one of the one of the one of the things of advice like I was talking about how I said put your head down and work. Mm-hmm. Another one I would be is is always always think of the next step too. It's because I don't know when, when finally someone's going to say, dude, this guy's played out, fuck off, get him off the podcast. More and more people stop listening. Like, I need to be prepared for the next move. And, and you know, I've, I've been getting involved uh, a little bit in the real estate. I, was, I did some commercial real estate stuff. 
um, you know, as well as, as um, I mentioned, investments with, with cannabis. Um, and, and even with that commercial investment, I, the first one I did well on, the second one I, I ended up almost losing it all wow. uh, with the investment. But I was able to salvage it because the guy was a scumbag. We caught him stealing out of the account, whatever. But but I learned a lot about it because the minute that happened, I had to spend a lot of hours trying to salvage and learning about the commercial real estate industry on my own. Mm-hmm. I'd never done that. Right. I was relying on the on the guy who was who was organizing the project. So you know, I'm fortunate enough where I didn't lose on the deal, and I gained a lot of knowledge. Most people have to lose some money in order to learn the hard way. And you know you hear people all the time, but you know I, I'm going to stick with it, and and so just you know you just got to learn learn about a lot of things, and, and, and life's going to be a good time. Well, congrats on all the success; it's well deserved. You know, I've always been a fan, and it's great to see it. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I appreciate that, and, and like I said, anyone can do it. Just you know, work hard, and and I appreciate you having me on, and uh, and it's yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, Bibby. Go ahead. Bibby Jones was the last time uh, we, were, now, uh, we were on together when we were talking about that. We talked, we've talked many times after that on, on podcast. That was so long. I know. Oh I was God. just trying to get the Bibby Jones talk going yeah. again. I, I, I took, it, it wasn't even in my brain. It took me a second to remember. And then I remember. See, I hear Bibby Jones and I think of the her with the Gronk jersey, but that's. Well, we uh, talked about that too at oh, the time. Yes, I know. All right. Spit and Chicklets, Coyotes Radio, and, um, more of an Instagram user than a Twitter user now. So, is it BizNasty 2.0 on Instagram too? No, it's just BizNasty. Just you, BizNasty. you guys who are listening don't need to follow me. I'm not that in- entertaining on, oh, uh, on yes, Instagram you are. or even Twitter. Yes, you all listen to the pod, feel free though. All right. Biz, thanks. Jimmy, love you. Thanks for having me, buddy. All right. That wraps up this edition of the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. My thanks to Paul BizNasty Pissonette. Always great chatting with him. No filter, and that's what you like on a podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trainer. We'll see you next week on the SI Media Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungle's closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there.